I, who volunteered to inform the U.S. government about potential security breach and about compromising information about a man vying to be the next president, am now being hunted by the very same people whom I informed and may have to live on the run for the rest of my life. That's the voice of Gal Luft. You may have heard his name in the news, or perhaps not. And if you haven't, you need to know. Uh, he's an Israeli, also with American citizenship. He ran a think tank in Washington. He served in the Israeli army. Uh, and he worked or was a consultant for the CEFC, which is the Chinese energy company uh, that is uh, has been paying the Biden family millions of dollars, operated by the Chinese communists. And when Joe Biden declared that he was going to run for president, Gal Luft asked for a meeting with the FBI and justice uh, in Brussels, Belgium. They spent two days where he debriefed them and told them that he thought they were taking money uh, illegally. He talked about the corruption. He thought he was helping our country. He thought that our FBI and our Justice Department would want to know that a potential candidate or a potential president of the United States was corrupt. And so he gave that testimony, and now, as he said, he's on the run. Uh, they have indicted him, or they're trying to arrest him, uh, and he was supposed to c- c- testify in Congress recently, and he couldn't come because he's in hiding. So he's released a video, 14-minute, explaining all of this. And we're going to get into this today with Senator Ron Johnson. Senator Johnson's been following this closely because, of course, he reported on the Biden laptop. He and um, Congressman Grassley, a long time ago, they did a whole report, and they were disparaged uh, and went through their own uh, mill as American citizens, as senators, because they reported that. The blowback was enormous. We are living in a sea of corruption that's becoming more and more dangerous day by day. And we're going to talk about that today, about Galuft and about the rest of it. So I hope you'll stay tuned. You know, we are, um, there's a softer side, and uh, it's a sad story, but it's a redemptive story, and that's the work of preborn. It really is my prayer that there will come a day when abortion will be abolished, and then we will look back and see the atrocity of what has been done. We're experiencing the impact of abortion in our lives. It's the breakdown of families, the trauma that comes from a woman being pressured to have an abortion, and the steep decline of morality that justifies this. How then shall we respond? Do we stand back and say, well, this will pass eventually? Or do we rise up and say, I will stand up? I will stand up now in my time. Preborn stands for the helpless. And because of your generosity, Preborn is able to offer free ultrasounds to women. And once that mom hears the heartbeat, the chances of choosing life more than double. And years from now, when your grandchildren ask you what you did about abortion, uh, grandma, grandpa, what did you do? You can say, I, I gave money to preborn. I believed in them and I gave money to help them. And they were able to do the work of saving these lives. One ultrasound is only $28. That's all it costs to save a life. <clears throat> and of course, you can give multiples of that. Whatever you can afford, they will appreciate. All you have to do is go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy and give generously. We want to also say, you know, you can call us. We'd love to hear from you at 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. Or you can write us, email us at sandy at afr.net, sandy at afr.net. Also, there is a great place to go now to listen to the podcast, to find out information about the show. It's the point of the river for all of these streams, and that's Sandy rios.com sandyrios.com we encourage you to go there and um and i think it'll be helpful to you i hope so all right well we have this great conversation with senator ron johnson so i hope that you will sit back or take a pencil and paper so that you can share this information and enjoy please this episode of sandy rios 24 7 from american family radio Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. 
that we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. You have people that want to come forward, but honestly, Maria, they fear for their lives. Not only are the Biden lawyers and the Biden White House intimidating them, the media is trying to intimidate and discredit them. That was the voice of uh, James Comer, the congressman from Indiana, who's all over the House Oversight Committee. Thank goodness for James Comer and his investigations. But he's really not making a wild accusation. We have a situation where a whistleblower who is an Israeli citizen, a former Israeli army officer, a former guy who ran a think tank in Washington, D.C., is running for his life. He's in hiding. He was supposed to have testified before Comer, and now he's hiding. And he did a 14-minute video that has become public. Uh, and we're going to talk about that this morning and the whole situation with some one of my favorite experts on this, Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin, has been following Russiagate, the Biden corruption, probably more faithfully than anyone in the Senate. Uh, and I, I so appreciate him joining us this morning. Good morning, Senator. How are you? I'm doing well, Sandy. Hope you are, too. Yeah, let me ask you something. Do you think that people in Wisconsin are paying attention to this story? Just regular people. Well, so, you know, pe- people listen to talk radio, but uh, you know, the mainstream media is ignoring, you know, all of these things. You know, if, if, if there's a story that uh, uh, sheds, you know, negative light on the Biden administration, the mainstream media is not going to pick it up, whether it's the open border or, you know, the disaster that's, the, the disasters occurring overseas, um, you know, sex trafficking. I mean, there's, there's so many things that the mainstream media should be paying attention to, uh, highlighting for the American public that they're not, you know, the, the corruption of the Biden family, the corruption of the FBI, the Department of Justice, uh, our federal health agencies, um, just ignoring it all. They are. And so, I mean, that's why we're talking and that's why you're out there. I, I just want to point out one other thing to people that people that listen to me know you pretty well, uh, but it's been a while. And I just want to say Senator Johnson ran for Senate again when he didn't have to and probably didn't even really want to. He doesn't need this in his life, but he is doing this because he's trying to do what I believe God has called him to do, his part in saving this country. So let's talk about this. Gal Luft was supposed to come in and testify before the House Oversight Committee. And uh, he's he's arrested uh, yesterday. Actually, he's indicted. And we'll get to that in a second. But on this 14-minute video, what do you think is the most damning thing that he has reported? Well, first of all, I, I'd never heard of this gentleman until I, I believe reports started surfacing, probably with Miranda Devine in the New York Post. But he was arrested in Cyprus, which is just interesting in and of itself. I think he's also a U.S. citizen. Uh, energy expert. He's been around the think tank that, you know, consulted with people like uh, um, former CIA director James Wolsey or Robert McFarlane. I mean, these are respected individuals. Uh, he, he, as his consulting firm, then did consulting with CESC, and that's the exact same Chinese company that Hunter Biden has uh, literally received millions of dollars in payments from. And when he heard that Joe Biden was uh, looking around for president, he knew that deals that the Bidens were doing with CEFC, and it concerned him. So he sits down in Brussels for two days with two federal prosecutors from the Southern District of New York, as well as four FBI agents. What's interesting is one of the prosecutors from New York is the same prosecutor who prosecuted Patrick Ho. This is the, the individual that Hunter Biden said is the you know, expletive deleted spy chief of China paid Hunter a million dollars when he got arrested. I, mean, I don't know what he got for the million bucks. He was convicted of money laundering. Uh, but in that trial, this prosecutor who met with Galloft made sure that the Biden name never surfaced in the trial in court, made sure that the judge agreed with them. So we'll never mention the, the Bidens. Also, one of the four FBI agents is the, is the FBI agent that signed the subpoena for the Hunter Biden laptop. So, you know, it's a small world in the Department of Justice, in the FBI, when you're dealing with these high-profile cases, and the 
FBI and Department of Justice have insulated themselves from scrutiny. So here you've got this guy telling him a story over two days in March of 2019. According to Mr. Luft or Dr. Luft, they never followed up with him until they arrest him in Cyprus. Now, why is that unusual? Well, first of all, he's been residing in Israel. The U.S. has good extradition laws with Israel. If you have a strong case against somebody, you go to the Israeli courts, you present the evidence, and you have Israel extradite this you know, individual back to the U.S. But they don't do that. They wait till he takes some trip to Cyprus, and they arrest him, I think, in the airport in Cyprus. Now, why would they do that? You know, I don't know. Is it so that they could strong-arm Cyprus with a weak case to extradite the individual back to the U.S.? I don't know. I don't know. Any, I really don't know anything about Dr. Luff, other than it sounds like he has a pretty interesting story that I would like to hear. And, you know, in some way, shape, or form, we need to get him before Congress so he can tell his full story. But that is something apparently the Department of Justice wants no part of because yesterday they apparently unsealed the indictment or you know, lay, lay out the charges. I don't think they're new charges. sounds like the exact same thing. Interesting, it's a FARA, okay, a Foreign Agent Registration Act uh, uh, indictment, one, one of the charges. You know, supposedly he wrote a ghost article, which James Wolsey got $6,000 a month for. So he didn't even get paid for it. And they're, they're not indict, indicting Hunter Biden as acting as a foreign agent for CEF, having received millions of dollars from CEFC. So again, the hypocrisy, uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I have no idea. What I do know is you cannot trust the FBI and the Department of Justice at this point in time. That's unbelievably unfortunate. It really is. And it's pretty frightening. And, uh, God left according to him. I, just to be clear, he says, that his intent, when he heard that Joe Biden was going to run for president, he thought that the American people should know. That's why he asked for this meeting, what he knew about their dealings with China. And he's reporting, he did report, you know, that that Hunter, I'm sure this went way back before we knew what we know now, that Hunter was receiving all kinds of millions of dollars from the Chinese uh, and from, I believe, other countries as well. And giving it to his uh, uncle, uh, his uncle was being paid, members of the Biden family. So a lot of that came from Gal Luft. And as I understand from reading about him, uh, uh, Senator, he was an FBI informant in the past that they relied on. So they considered him a reliable source. And then they send, what, six officials to take his statement? And he does it over two days? Even there's just so much, even if you didn't, if you actually didn't have an inclination to believe him, which I do, you would have to say that these surrounding uh, circumstances are just strange. And now the other thing I want to ask you, you know, you said on the Foreign Relations Committee, Israel is one of our, if not our strongest, one of our strongest allies. How does the Israel, how would an Israeli government feel about us snatching one of their citizens in Cyprus wouldn't, and, bringing, and making them go on the run? Wouldn't... It'd be similar to Russia taking one of our people, China, uh, snatching an American off the streets. Is there any difference? Well, again, I, I believe Mr. Luft is also a U.S. citizen. He might have dual citizenship. I, again, I don't know that much about him other than I wouldn't think, now he's being accused of being an arms dealer. You wouldn't think an arms dealer would have strong relationship with people like CIA Director James Woolsey. You, you Woolsey. wouldn't think he would voluntarily go talk to uh, the FBI and prosecutors in Brussels to tell the story. And you're right, he was concerned about uh, the level of compromise a President Biden would have because of these all of his foreign financial entanglements. He, you know, he's laying out the same transactions that the Senator Grassley and I documented, which we quite honestly turned over bank records to David Weiss about the $100,000 monthly fee to, to Hunter and the $65,000 monthly fee to James Biden, the million-dollar retainer to Hunter. So, again, what he's talking about is all confirmed by documents that Senator Grassley and I you know, received from Cafe Bank. Um, so again, there's, there's such a mounting amount of evidence about the corruption of Biden, Inc., but the mainstream media just continues to ignore it. Uh, that, that's, so there, there, there are three scandals I keep talking about. There, there's the scandal of the Biden corruption, the Biden family corruption. Then there's the scandal of the cover-up and the complicity and corruption of the FBI, the Department of Justice, our intelligence community, you're writing that, that cover letter for, uh, you know, saying that the 
laptop had all the earmarks of a Russian information operation that interfered in our election. Then, of course, you have the complicity and corruption of the mainstream media, uh, which which made you know the, the last two are the more quite honestly most most damaging things for our our democracy. The Bidens will go at some point in time, but the corruption inside the FBI, Department of Justice, and our mainstream media uh, that that seems to be pretty pretty uh, pervasive, and that's going to be around a while. You know, one of the most disturbing things that uh, has come to my attention in the last few days, uh, Senator, is, uh, you know, the uh, Gal Luft mentions this. uh, I believe he's the one that first mentions this, but it's from other sources, too, that Hunter Biden had a mole in the FBI uh, known called One Eye. And uh, I read a report. Now, who? Who knows if this is the case? Uh, But I read the speculation that it's Louis Free, who I didn't realize has lost an eye. Uh, and because I think he was the, the, in the report of Loft or whoever reported this behind the scenes, uh, he was described as a retired agent, a retired executive. And, of course, Louis Free was the director of the FBI, highly respected, highly respected. I, I mean, he gave $100,000 to the Biden grandchildren, put it in a trust fund. My, my husband and I read that recently because my husband's retired FBI, so he served under Louis Free, so it really caught his attention. So you wonder what... That's a speculation. We don't know. But if it's a former FBI executive who's known as One Eye uh, and Louis Free gave $100,000 in a trust to the Biden family, what in the world is that all about? I don't know if you even want to comment on that. But if you do, please do. No, I think that's extremely interesting. Of course, what Dr. Luft is, is claiming is that, you know, that individual was passing classified information to Hunter to provide to CESC. And, you know, Louis Free not only made that donation to the Biden grandchildren, but he was also, you know, we have, we have communications where he's trying to work with them on some of their deals. Uh, you know, one of the business associates of, of Hunter Biden and, and Biden Inc. So it has, it has a fair amount of credibility. Again, don't, don't know the full story, which is why I think it's important that, that we, Congress, get to speak to Mr. Luft and get his full story. Plus, uh, and, and we're requesting this. I, I want the investigatory notes from that meeting in Brussels. Yes. Show us what you got there, Southern District of New York. Show us what you got, FBI. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, again, I... the, 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 the FBI Department of Justice have insulated themselves from scrutiny. What they'll tell us is, oh, Senator, we'd love, we'd love to share this with you, but uh, we have an active investigation, and we certainly couldn't corrupt our active investigation or compromise in any way, shape, or form. That, that's, that is their tried and true technique for insulating themselves from any scrutiny, any investigation. That, that's the tr- you know, How do you investigate the top investigatory agency of the U.S. government? How do you hold accountable? How do you bring to justice the top law enforcement department? So again, it's, it's very difficult. And but, you know, what we need is we need Democrats to also be concerned about this, but right now they're not because the partisans in these agencies are left-leaning, and they support Democrats, and so Democrats are just fine with this. This, this is We are so far from the days of the Church administration where on a bipartisan basis people are concerned about what was happening, for example, inside the CIA. Or when, you know, I, okay, another example of, of right after 9-11 when uh, congressmen went out on the steps of the Capitol and saying, you know, God bless America— together, Democrats and Republicans, because they actually cared about the country. Right now, we've got destruction, full-blown destruction going on, and we can't get any Democrats to fight with with you guys. I want to say also, though, uh, this really is disturbing to me, Senator. I um, The fact that in the House, I happen to know that there are, you know, there are a lot of people that want to bring Chris, Chris Ray to justice. I think he's actually testifying. By the time people hear this, it'll be have happened. But this week, recently, he will be testifying. Um, and I know that I know this. I know the inside of that Kevin McCarthy is blocking some of the things that these hardliners in the House want to do. Uh, Chris Ray is still being protected. And there are also, you know, desires to defund that new FBI building, the one that's bigger than the Pentagon that they want to move to. I think that's a good move, and I know that's not in your purview, but do you have an opinion on that? Well, first of all, I certainly have an opinion on Christopher Wray. Uh, we have, in three letters, public letters, uh, in testimony for my committee, I've asked him point blank uh, 
who directed the unsolicited briefing to Senator Grassley and I in August of 2020 that really was an attempt to dissuade us from continuing our investigation, saying that we were targets of Russian disinformation. This after months of being falsely accused of soliciting, disseminating Russian disinformation. Uh, again, they, they, were, they were covering from the Bidens even back then. And to this day, we cannot, they, nobody would tell us who directed that unsolicited briefing, which, by the way, they later leaked to the Washington Post to smear me, yep. thereby impacting the Wisconsin 2022 senatorial election. So, no, I, I, I've been a target of the FBI's corrupt operations. And I, so Christopher Ray's job should have been to restore integrity to the FBI. He has done the exact opposite. Yes, and it's just so dangerous. Okay, so that leads me to the next question. And you've sort of answered it, but not really. Help us understand. I know, uh, I personally know that the House is uh, doing these oversight uh, hearings, and I'm really grateful for that. I also know other things that are upsetting about that, that uh, there's still some uh, holds, there's some uh, holdbacks, there's some grinding uh, that people are not cooperating in the background, some of the leadership are kind of uh, controlling and not letting the, the really turning those that are really passionate about this loose. Nevertheless, I think they're doing good. But in the Senate, what can you do? What can you do? I what's kind of make the distinction? Help us understand how you could affect this in the Senate. What could you do? Well, again, we we continue with our investigations. You know, we we issue oversight letters. We make them public to put pressure on the agencies to give us information. But, you know, in 2020, during our investigation, while we still the majority in the chairmanship, both Senator Grassley and I, I, I did not have the support of my committee. I, I couldn't take votes on subpoena and then win those votes to subpoenas. Just, you know, my, my investigation of Biden's was just too political. So I did not have support of Senate leadership, Republican leadership. I did not have support within my committee, not full support. I had some support. And so, you know, we, we ran the same roadblocks in the Senate. But, that, again, that was 2020. That was during covid that was during the midst of the election. You know, we didn't have, we did not have all the information on the Bidens as we have now to make it just obvious that this is something that is worthy of congressional uh, investigation. You know, so I understand that the 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 roadblocks. I need the majority. I need to become chairman of the permanent subcommittee investigation. At that point, I would have stronger subpoena power than I had as chairman of the full committee. Kind of odd, but that's. The Senate is organized in giving the permanent subcommittee investigations the strong investigatory power uh, within the Senate. I need the chairmanship of that to really press forward as effectively as, as I would like to, to uh, proceed. If you had numbers if, in your head, um, um, and I, 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 how many, <clears throat> excuse me, how many centers do you think are uh, on the same page with you that want to do something about this and are, would love to aggressively? Uh, dig in like the house is digging in. If only they could, fifteen maybe. Yeah, probably. You know, maybe a couple dozen. Uh, again, those that have not been steeped in this, that don't understand, that haven't been target of, of uh, you know some of these operations they've they've uh, employed against us. Uh, you know, they've got other concerns, and there's a lot, there's a lot of issues that we deal with in the United States Senate. So people have their their own specialties. Um, so, you know, right now that we don't have the power to, to hold hearings, we don't have the power to subpoena. So all the action is pretty much in the House and, you know, senators concentrate on things that they can have more uh, impact on. But, uh, no, it's, it's enormous. Trust me, it's enormously frustrating for me sitting on the sidelines yes. and not being able to sure. issue the subpoenas I'd be issuing. Uh, you know, I would certainly be going out against about these investigations very aggressively. Yes, I know you would. Uh, you have made uh, comments in the news in the last uh, since the indictment happened just at the, just before we did this broadcast uh, that the you think the Congress should grant immunity to Gal Luft so that he can come in and testify and if if you were able to do that I mean who would do that the House and if so also how could you guarantee his safety Well you you can grant you know I'm not a lawyer so I I really don't want to speak out of turn here, but I think there are things that Congress can do to grant immunity, which can certainly frustrate Department of Justice's uh, ability to prosecute. So there's a fair amount of pushback when you start doing that. Um, again, 
I don't think this is a new indictment. I think that the, these are the charges that they arrested him on in Cyprus, from what I can tell. But again, I, I would need to know more information. I, I made that statement about granting immunity before they released those, uh, publicly released those charges. But again, the timing of that, I mean, all of a sudden, the New York Post is writing about this Dr. Luft, and now the, now the Department of Justice makes these charges uh, public, you know, calls him an arms dealer. I mean, that sounds, that sounds, sounds pretty serious, doesn't it? So, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be cozying up to arms dealers or protecting arms dealers. It's just, you just can't believe the Department of Justice anymore. That's, that's the issue here. You can't trust federal law enforcement. No, I know. We know. I remember uh, when Obama was uh, president, Jay Christian Adams wrote a whole series of exposés on uh, how he was filling the Justice Department with leftists. And uh, he, uh, Christian published pictures of their uh, faces and their resumes, and it was a nightmare. And then before he left office, he cha- changed them from political appointees to, per- to permanent government employees. So they're also there, and there were hundreds of them. And so this is the fruit of that. This is the fruit of that, plus just the inclination of the Justice Department forever and ever, as long as I can remember, to be uh, at least the, the, uh, career, the, uh, the hires, not necessarily political appointments, appointees, uh, to be on the left. It's just kind of the, the DNA, but it's just gotten, now they're enemies of the state. I'm sorry, I'm saying that. You aren't. Uh, but, okay, any, what can people do? How should they think about this? Uh, that's my last question to you. Is there anything that normal people can do as they sit and watch this happen? Well, get educated. Be aware. Talk to your friends, your family, neighbors. I mean, the, the radical left has infiltrated every institution of this country, starting with our university system. So, so they're, they're graduating leftists. You know, we don't have journalists. We have advocates for the left now. We don't have teachers that are educating our children. They're indoctrinating our children. I mean, the left is relentless at what they're doing. They're following Saul Alinsky's, uh, uh, road to ra- uh, you know, uh, rules rule, for rule radicals. radicals or, yep. Okay. Yeah. They're doing it. I mean, they, they lay out the playbook. They're following it. You know, they're serious about this. And I, I try and remind people that Venezuelans voted themselves into poverty over just a couple decades. You know, we are we are going down that same path. I mean, you look at all of the craziness, as Governor Sanders talks about, that's being normalized by the media, who are a bunch of radical leftists themselves. So this is about awakening as many Americans as possible. As Mark Levin writes, America must awaken to the urgency of the moment. And it's gonna, it has to be us, we the people. We, we can't rely on our institutions. They've been infiltrated. It's got to be we, the people, getting educated, spreading the word, awakening more of our fellow citizens. Yeah. One, one last comment from me. I, I interviewed a former uh, Venezuelan presidential candidate. This is a number of years ago. And he explained uh, that the, uh, the, the Central American, South American conclave, whatever they were called, uh, were led kind of by Castro. And there was this uh, discovery that they made that, you know, during the, the Contra uh, and all of those conflicts, it was always military how they took over countries. And they discovered cleverly that they could take over these countries better through democracy, not by military might. And so that's what they did. They, they established at the, what was called the Sao Paulo Forum. And it's working. It's working. They work through our democracy, and then they win. They corrupt the election process, and then they take over businesses, they take over governments, they take over the Supreme Court. Uh, they did certainly that in many countries. So we, it's a pattern. You are right. It's a pattern, and people just must be aware. And um, and that makes our elections, you know, so important. And I know you've been very concerned about that too, Senator Johnson. Uh, thank you. Uh, for joining me this morning. I always appreciate it. And uh, God bless you and your family, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless you. Take care. Okay, okay thank you. Well, you just heard one of my favorite senators. Uh, he is a real champion, I think. And some of the things that we did not get to, Miranda Devine really broke the story. She's the one that uh, interviewed Gal Luft and got this 14-minute uh, interview from him, this video which we will make available on our Facebook page because I think you need to hear it. But one of the things that he reported, remember Biden used to say that he didn't know anything about his son's dealings? Remember, he said that a lot. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it, his business dealings. Uh, But he reported, uh, meaning Galuft reported, that Biden actually was with Hunter in a meeting at the Four Seasons Hotel with officials from the Chinese uh, energy company, CEFC. 
And that's, again, that's a Chinese communist-owned CEFC. And so he was one, that was pretty shocking when he reported that because that was back in 2019. Uh, but he went on to say that that company, CEFC, was paying at that time Hunter Biden $100,000 a month and 65000 to his Uncle Jim, Uncle Jim Biden, in exchange for their FBI connections and the use of the Biden name to promote China's Belt and Road Initiative around the world. Now, that's pretty shocking because that's the way China has infiltrated, really, the world, whether it's South and Central America, uh, whether it's Australia, um, you know, all of these countries, they are no, in Africa, too. Uh, they go in and offer to, to you know, improve the infrastructure, and that's how they're bringing their people and, and really trying to gain control of the, real, the world. So that's pretty shocking. That's just part of what Gal Luft had to say. And now, of course, uh, the Justice Department has indicted him. Uh, now that he's spoken out, that's ha- that happened after he recorded this 14-minute video. The Justice Department, within something like 24, 48 hours, had indicted him. We're going to talk about that with Bruce when he joins me. I just need to jump in and make a correction. James Comer is from Kentucky. I know that, but I said in the opening he was from Indiana. So I wanted to correct the record on that. Let me one more time say that uh, Preborn is our partner in this, and we are so grateful When I think of that movie, Sound of Freedom, that's really doing so beautifully in the box offices because it's about sexual trafficking, I think about all that's how we've come to this as a world. And I think when we started devaluing life, uh, living life, whether it's taking of that life in the the womb or whether it's uh, just treating a child like it's a piece of meat, I mean, really, that's really what it amounts to. It is, uh, it's a debasement. It's just, uh, it's an offense against God. And certainly the taking of babies' lives is an offense against God. There's nothing God can't forgive. If you're a mom who's made that choice and you felt like you had no choice, uh, you did have, but you just didn't know it at the time. Or you made a bad choice. You need to confess that. And when you confess it, there's nothing God can't forgive. But we'd like to stop that. Wouldn't you like to stop other women from making that choice? If you would, you can go to preborn.com slash Sandy. It's such a gentle way to help to uh, supply ultrasounds so that women can see their babies, women who are were in the position that you were in, uh, where you just weren't sure what to do. You were afraid, or you were alone, or you just you were afraid of shame, afraid of how your partner would respond, your parents, and you made uh, what was really the easiest decision, uh, which wasn't really the easiest, was it, as you look back. If you'd like to make uh, make it possible for women to see their babies, and you think back, you might have made a different decision if you'd seen yours, because maybe you have other children now. Uh, you can make that difference by going to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. $28 will pay for one ultrasound, and whatever you can afford, uh, Preborn will use wisely. Preborn.com slash Sandy. want to remind you also, you can call us at 662 662- That's 662-821-2040. You can email us. We need to do an email show soon. I love that when we hear from you and we use your comments on the air. That's sandy at afr.net. And last but not least, you can go to sandyrios.com. If you want to uh, share about the show with other people, send them to sandyrios.com. They can listen there, and they can find out information about it. So it's like it's it's a, just kind of an easier way to, to do things, I think. So go to sandyrios.com for more information. Okay, so coming up next, my attorney husband, former FBI agent, will join me to talk about this indictment of Gil Luft and what that means and uh, just uh, interesting stuff. So stay tuned. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. Now, listen, these are the same lawyers that the IRS whistleblowers highlighted that they, in fact, told the investigators that was investigating their client, Hunter Biden, that if they brought charges, that that would be career suicide. That is in the IRS investigator whistleblower's testimony. These are the same individuals. So it shouldn't surprise people that they're trying to discredit whistleblowers and they're trying to intimidate myself and other members for this investigation, let me tell you, we're going to go where the facts lead, and they may not like that the facts are leading to all the different members of the Biden family. That was the voice of Jason Smith. He's a congressman, and he's on fire. 
Uh, he's the one that uh, caused the IRS whistleblowers to come forward because he set up a hotline for whistleblowers. And that's how we found out that Hunter Biden had sent a WhatsApp chat threatening a Chinese communist uh, if he didn't pay them $5 million, uh, like right away. I'm sitting here next to my dad, and you better do You know how angry I get. I can punish you. I, I never forget. I hold a grudge. I mean, it was an amazing uh, text, and it gave us insight. He also told us that the IRS whistleblowers told us that Hunter Biden himself, between 2014 and 2019, had made over $8.2 million extorting China, Ukraine. Well, I'm, this is my words, getting money from China, Ukraine, and Russia. And then later that he got $17.3 million uh, for, all, for him and his family members. Uh, so uh, the corruption, corruption, corruption. We also found out with our discussion with Senator Johnson uh, that the, um, there's just warnings everywhere. Uh, one of the attorneys, remember, in a trial said, don't mention the Bidens. This issue one issue came up with Hunter, Hunter. You can't mention the Bidens. You can't talk about it. The judge agreed. You can't mention the Biden's name or else we have these attorneys uh, threatening uh, members of Congress. If they, uh, they're threatening these whistleblowers. I remember also Tara Reid, who accused Joe Biden of sexual assault, which and she had a very credible case. You remember how they went after her like a rabbit? They just went after her. And she actually... Uh, according to what I've read and was reading at the time, had a very uh, rational explanation for how this assault happened. She was she was a staffer for him. She was a Democrat, for heaven's sake. She's now fled to Russia because she fears for her life. And now we have Gal Luft. So um, I've asked Bruce to join me to talk about this indictment that came down just recently. I'm just like I said, 24 or 36 hours from when Gal Luft made this video. Uh, so, honey, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Oh, glad to be here. Hey, listen, before you even talk about the indictment, just your, your thoughts about his, uh, his 14-minute uh, speech. Did anything strike you? I think uh, one of the things that it just heaps uh, more credibility on is that the DOJ, the Department of Justice, and the FBI have transformed from a prosecutive agency to a persecutive agency. You look at how the DOJ treats quote-unquote whistleblowers. When Lieutenant Colonel Vindman came forward against Donald Trump, boy, they were all over it, protecting him, believing him. Threatening if you came after him. Threatening if you came after him. (laughs) Then you look at the flip side now. uh, Any of these whistleblowers, whether they be Gal Luft, the whistleblowers from the IRS or whomever, anyone that raises any kind of... uh, evidence or potential evidence against the Biden, as uh, as Senator Johnson said, Biden incorporated the Biden corruption uh, crime family, they are smacked down. They are threatened. They are indicted. Uh, they are arrested, some of them. And the inaction that has been taken on this information that was provided by Gal Luft astounds me. This information came from a meeting back in 2019. That was before the election that Joe Biden participated in. And as, as Luff said, he wanted people to know what potentially was out there. And It would be like the, okay, assuming that it's true and assuming that the dossier was true, which it wasn't, it was a lie, mm-hmm. that would be like, a, I, you got to know this about President Trump. Here's this dossier. We know what... He did in Russia. That was the guise under which they presented that. Of course, they made it up, created it. Gal Luft, uh, well, doesn't seem like he created this. This is what we're going to find out, whether he's credible or not. And, you know, Gal Luft did not have to come to this meeting. Uh, you know, he had nothing to gain here. Um, he is an independently wealthy. He is... Uh, well-known in D.C. He's able to move and shake in D.C. He's, he's a consultant. That's what pe- a lot of people do in D.C. And he had to know that if I bring this information forward, I am really putting a target on myself because you don't mess with the Washington hierarchy and not pay a price. So, but I don't, think, I don't think any of us knew, including him, how corrupt the Biden. We knew that Joe Biden was a bad character. I knew that. I didn't realize how expansive his corruption was and how much power he built during the Obama years. That's what. That's when this happened. 
It was during the Obama years when Obama put him in charge of Russia, Ukraine, and uh, China. That's when he. That's when this whole yeah. thing began to start. And really, uh, th- that does seem to sort of mark the beginning of the, what I would call obvious bias of many of the federal agencies. 2019, prior to the election, Biden versus Trump. Um, I, I think most of us still lived in this, I would call it now a dream world, that uh, justice was fair and that other than regarding the Clintons, somehow there was always a Clinton exception, but for the rest of us, we always figured, well, the DOJ will, be, will treat us fairly. And as things have unfolded, say, three, four years later, we know that is not true. Well, Bruce, as a former, <clears throat> excuse me, as a former FBI agent, did you feel there was an atmosphere of fairness, uh, kind of a culture of fairness, when you guys were dealing with uh, potential criminals or, you know, whatever cases? Were, was there a goal to be to actually get to the truth, or did bias really play a big part? Well, sometimes I wonder if I didn't have the blinders on a little bit because, listen, anytime you have a government agency and the leaders are appointed, such as the DOJ, you know, like Christopher Wray uh, is the appointee, uh, to head the FBI, um, anytime you have appointees, they are going to have a political bias. However, you hope that when they raise their hand and swear to uphold the Constitution and take a job of that nature, that they are going to follow the facts. And if the facts are going to impact someone that they are uh, what I would call in bed with, well, then you still have to follow the facts. And now we're seeing the, the facts are almost irrelevant at times. Yes. It's the agenda. It's the narrative. And anything that can support the narrative is pushed forward. And any, even if it's like we're seeing now, bank records. Bank records are neutral. Bank records don't pick a side. They're, they are what they are. But when these bank records are put forward, if they don't support the narrative, then they are diminished by the DOJ. Yeah. And then, then the agents that uh, bring forth that information are threatened uh, that they will be punished, that there'll be career punishment if they come forward with this information. It's just, it's really is like we're living in mafia. Yeah. Think about but, that. The DOJ sent six representatives to talk to Gal Luft in Brussels, Belgium. That's not usual. And why are you sending six people if you think it's a fairy tale that he's going to tell you? You send six people because you want to have uh, more witnesses that you can put onto your side than uh, if Golov says, well, I never said that or that isn't what I meant. They've got six people there to say, oh, no, no, that's what he meant. Well, uh, I think this was arranged the way it was so that they could spin this however was um, to their to yeah, their advantage. To, to, well, um, what isn't one of the indictments that he lied to investigators? Yes. Or li- yeah, in that in that two day thing, they're cho- they're saying he lied. This but, is laughable. Uh, well, it's it's not funny, but it is laughable. Galloft voluntarily comes to this meeting to tell the these people from the Department of Justice what he knows about the Biden crime family and the the payoffs that have been being made from this Chinese energy company, which is in bed with the, with the CCP, the Chinese government, to Hunter Biden, and probably on to other members of the Biden family. He has nothing to gain in this situation by lying. He's there as an informant. He's there to give them information. Voluntarily, he, because voluntarily. he wants to help. People come in <laughs> off the street to give information all the time to the FBI. Oftentimes, it never it never pans out. I'll guarantee you, they are never charged with a crime of lying to the FBI. But in this instance, because, again, it pushes forward the narrative that we have to destroy these people that go against the Bidens, Galoft is being charged with making false statements. Yeah. And what is, the, what is the potential penalty for him, Bruce? Do you know? Well, uh, apparently it's uh, up to a, almost 100 years in prison. Oh, he'll be in with uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now fallen into the Trump category that we are going to get this guy. Has to be destroyed. You know, I read an interesting uh, sidebar. Well, actually, Greg Kelly reported on this on Newsmax, and Greg was pointing out 
Okay, let me set the groundwork for this. Jill Biden and Jill, Joe Biden's story of their love, their love story about how they met and how she rescued him as a poor widower who'd lost his wife in a car accident is not uh, accurate, let's just say. I read this years ago, well, a couple of years ago, uh, that she and her husband worked in uh, Joe Biden's campaign uh, when he was a young senator and that she, Jill and the um, Jill and, and the potential Senator Joe Biden uh, started having an affair. And they were both married. Their families had become friends. So they're having an affair, and then finally there is a divorce. And then it just happens that Joe Biden's wife gets killed in a car accident, uh, and then he does have these two small children. So he marries her, and she does, but it's not quite the fairy tale romance that they like to tell. But then what um, Greg Kelly reported is that her husband, her former husband, was was hounded by the uh, IRS in 1988 for I think he didn't pay he didn't pay taxes on eight thousand dollars or he owed owed eight thousand dollars for like three months that he missed way back, uh, and they came after him with a vengeance. And by that time, Joe Biden was serving in the Senate. And I guess the question I don't think Greg declared that Joe Biden was behind that, but declared that it was very suspicious. Well, it was 1982, and Joe Biden was very heavily involved in politics. And I want to say, I I don't know if he was the U.S. attorney at the time, but uh, the thought is that uh, this was a, to me, if you interpret this, this was sending a message to Jill Biden's former husband that you better not release any of these details of what actually happened between the Bidens and Jill's, husband, ex-husband and her. Um, as you say, Sandy, it's been spun as this uh, really uh, like fairy tale romance and that the former husband of Jill Biden has no ill will or anything towards the towards Joe. But when you look at this story, I think the, <laughs> the reason that the former husband of Jill Biden is not saying anything is because he knows that Joe can really bring the pressure to him. Yeah, I think uh, when we look back on it, I think there's a lot of thuggery. Uh, and, we, of course, we can't, again, I mean, to be clear, we can't say that Joe Biden did that. I can't. Somebody will probably look into that because of Greg Kelly's report. But it's just uh, kind of ironic that uh, they should come after the ex-husband and and uh, bring him to his knees over $8,000. Uh, you know, you, it, see a, you see a pattern with Joe Biden. Um when something can harm him, the investigators leave it alone. Like this story with Gal Luft. 2019, he gives, and you have to remember, this is before we even knew about the laptop. This is before the laptop had been recovered. So think of that. Um, so you, you put Gal Luft's story with the laptop, which probably co- corroborated almost everything that Galuff said, and then nothing was done with it. That laptop is still sitting in the FBI's custody, and they have not released what's on there. Then you look at what happened to Jill Biden's ex-husband back in Delaware. You look at um, George Papadopoulos. Uh, Anybody that has information that is against, or, uh, yeah, is... um, not favorable it, 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 about Joe Biden yeah, and his family. Uh, it, is, it is investigated immediately, and those people yeah. are brought to charges or arrested. You know, one thing, uh, this is a, an aside, but remember uh, Senator Johnson said in our conversation, I think Miranda Devine reported on this, one of the FBI agents that came to Brussels to do the interview with Gal Luft uh, was the same FBI agent who then intercepted the Hunter Biden laptop later. So um, it's uh, it's you know it's a, it's a kind of a happy little family as they all circle the wagons. I, you just wonder where this all ends. It's just it's pretty frightening because it's we will not we will not remain unscathed with this kind of chicanery going on in the in the president's office uh, with his son, with his family, uh, with foreign governments who are our enemies at this time when China is you know breathing down our necks in dangerous ways, and uh, the Biden um, family's pretending like there's nothing to it. Oh, I would just think about um, Janet Yellen bowing to the Chinese uh, official that she was meeting. She bowed and smiled and gushed as though it's business as usual. It's just frightening. 
It has real-world consequences, what's happening uh, with our president, and that's why it's important that you know. Any final thoughts, and then we're going to say goodbye here. Well, I think that just shows you the consequences of this bad acting by the Biden family is it has compromised our country. Think about that. How, how can one family compromise a country, but when you're the president's family, you can? And I think that's one of the big drivers of why we are so neutered. It just sickens me the, to watch the way we bow down to the Chinese and to other countries. Yes, and no wonder they, uh, that professor a few years ago, that clip I played, the Chinese professor laughed with this huge audience about how they had uh, they had inroads into the highest levels of American government, and we were going they were going to you know uh, take over the United States. They all laughed at how stupid Americans were. I'll never forget that video, and now I understand it. Well, all right, honey, thank you for joining me. And of course, I have to say to all of you, always when we talk about things that can bring despair, uh, that God sees and knows all of these things. That's not just a cliche. He does. Uh, and he will bring justice in this world. Meanwhile, we have the responsibility of being aware and of doing what we can uh, to be salt and light, whatever that means, wherever you are. Uh, certainly, as long as you can be involved civically, like with voting and working for candidates that are honest, there are men and women swinging away on our behalf in D.C. As long as they're on the battlefield, I think of Ron Johnson, I think of uh, the Freedom Caucus, many friends of mine are in that. Ca- it doesn't matter that that's the case, but they're my friends because they are warriors. Uh, they are fighting, fighting. People whose names you don't know that I work with all the time in D.C. are trying to do something to save this country. And as long as they're on the field, we can't desert them. There may be a time when I'll tell you it's it, we have to leave the field. We've got to go into hiding. Whatever we have to do, flee for the hills as the Jews did when Jerusalem was destroyed. I don't know what the future holds. But for right now, stand and fight. That's my advice. Uh, So thanks for listening to this delightful version of Sandy Rios 24-7.